Hey, Josh Haston is with us live via telephone. Many of you remember that when we were in Israel last, uh, Josh was among our uh, many guests. He's international director of Rigavim, and they've had some, I think, what he would call uh, positive news and developments over the last few days. We'll see if he agrees. Josh Haston, welcome back to JM and the AM. Good morning, Nachum. Great to hear from you. I appreciate that. Nice to have you on the air. Uh, all right, uh, let's start with uh, reminding everybody what the mission is of Rigavim, and then we'll get into whether this week's development is good or not so good. You'll let us know. Tell us first about Rigavim. Sure. So for those who missed the broadcast just a few months ago, Rigavim is a legal watchdog organization, and our mission is to safeguard state lands or national lands here in Israel. That's, uh, that's what our mission is, and we monitor illegal building illegal activities in various sectors of uh, society throughout the country, in the north of the country, in the south, in Judea and Samaria. Uh, we monitor and report uh, illegal activities, illegal building, and, primarily, and, and other things, too. And as, we de- as you described and as we discussed when we were in Israel, uh, you try to use every legal means necessary to make sure that that land stays in the appropriate hands or, uh, you know, if found to be... Um, you know, owned by uh, people who may not be known as the owners now that they be returned to the rightful owners, right? Yeah, absolutely. We are uh, all about upholding the law, uh, fighting for the rights of those whose uh, whose potential uh, rights have been infringed by uh, by squatters, by people building illegally. A lot of these buildings, as you know, are illegally funded by outsiders, including and especially the European Union, right. who somehow think that they can uh, meddle. In it. I was just thinking about this before. Imagine if, if somebody from, I don't know, pick any country, uh, uh, Venezuela, decided they're going to come into uh, midtown Manhattan and just build a house and put a Venezuelan flag on it. <laughs> How long do you think that building would, would remain there in, in, in Times Square? How long would that would that stand up there? Not How long to, would the people of New York tolerate something not, like not, that? Yeah, not only wouldn't it stand, they would never. The, the the first moments of it being built would be the last moments of it being built. Right. Well, here in this case, here in Israel, uh, the European Union somehow thinks that they can uh, that they're above Israeli law and they can come and plop down buildings wherever they see fit for a uh, political cause. Really, and they're and they're in this case rather the attempt to create a de facto Palestinian state in Judea and Samaria by illegally setting up structures, over a thousand illegal EU structures throughout Judea and Samaria, and uh, they think somehow they're exempt and they can do whatever they want in a, in a different country, in a foreign country here in Israel. And uh, as you mentioned to start the show, some good news of late, a new Israeli bill, this is in the Jerusalem Post report today, seeks to hold the EU, uh, the European Union, liable for illegal Palestinian building. That's the headline. So In other words, we are seeing now, for I believe the first time, legislation. Uh, this is by the Israel by Tenu Party, uh, MK Oded for calling on uh, legal action against those who think that they are immune and can do whatever they want and build illegally in Judea and Samaria and in other parts of the country just because they feel like uh, they have the right to do so. Is this finally this is a good development? Is this finally a recognition by the government that there's a connection between illegal building and the EU or we're not at that stage yet? Well, I mean, the government knows that it's happening. They've known it's it's been happening for a long time. I think this is the first 
step in a long process of actually acknowledging right. that uh, this can no longer be tolerated. I mean, it's been going on for several years. We've seen some improvements on a local level, meaning the civil administration, for example, has actually started uh, upholding the law and demolishing some of the illegal structures this past year, 2016. Up until now, we've seen some activity on the ground. Um, but uh, but this brings it to a whole new level, a bill actually being introduced into the Knesset, right. calling out the European Union for trying to create facts on the ground illegally here in the state of Israel. But I guess my bigger question is, does this bill have life in the Knesset? Meaning, when I ask if the government recognizes this fact, yet obviously those sponsors, uh, the sponsors of the bill obviously recognize it, but is there a greater effort among government officials to acknowledge that this connection is there and possibly really lead to the passage of a bill like this. Well, I, I would I would believe so. The fact that it actually uh, was was introduced uh, yesterday, and again, this is a long uh, process here, right. as are all bills in the Knesset. And we'll have to see how it plays out. I mean, it's going to be uh, you know weeks or months or whatnot of discussion back and forth between the various MKs. But I would say, based on the makeup of the coalition, based on uh, how the people voted to elect the current government, that this is something that the government and the broader Knesset does support, and uh, the people of Israel, uh, as represented by their uh, members in the Knesset, do support right. um, asking the European Union to exit Israel. You know, Stay out of it. Josh Hastings with us, International Director of Riga Vim. If you want to comment, NSN app gives you the opportunity to do so. You know, in the article, it speaks about activists, and I, I would guess you know some of them, who've said, who've noted, that the temporary structures have bright blue EU logos pasted on their walls and are located very close to the road, meaning that not only are they putting their emblem on it, but they don't care if masses uh, you know, along the public roads actually see it. Have you seen this with your own eyes? Oh, absolutely, and I invite your listeners, I'd be happy to give them tours of uh, these uh, of the areas where these illegal structures are on the ground, especially let's say between here in Jerusalem and the Dead Sea, uh, they are proud uh, placing their EU logo on the front of these buildings for all to see. It's in clear view right at the entrance to all these buildings. Your listeners can come. I've taken people out there. Uh, numerous times over the last several months to see it for themselves. This is not something the European Union is hiding. Uh, they are claiming, their claim is this is a humanitarian issue, but the Israeli government, for example, has said to these illegal squatters living in these buildings, uh, we have a solution for you. Some right. of them actually have homes. Let's, let's make sure people understand that. Right. Uh, Susia is a, is a subject that comes up, the town of Susia, where illegal squatters from the nearby community of Yatta, the city of Yatta, Arab squatters have come and set up shop there. They could simply go back to their homes, but here in, in these cases, uh, the, uh, the EU claims that these people don't have homes, they have nowhere to go. Israel has even gone as far as to say, we'll set up communities for you. We'll put up, I've seen myself down in the south, in the Negev, I've seen places where the government of Israel has set aside plots of land. This is, these are Bedouin, this is a little bit different situation, but it said, come be legal, outstanding members of the state of Israel, we will give you land. And by the way, the Bedouin, they're, they're the only minority group that does not pay for the land. Israel gives them land. But, you know, in this case with the European Union, they, they don't want them to become legalized. They don't want them to live legally. They want to put them there as political pawns with the support of the Palestinian Authority, with the goal of one day, if Israel were to negotiate uh, peace, if you want to call it that, 
uh, with the Palestinian Authority, they would turn around and say, look, we already have facts on the ground. Let's make this part of the Palestinian right. state. We already have people there on the ground. We have these villages. Look at all the European Union structures. That's really the goal, is to take over the land, large swaths of land in various parts of the country. And then one day say, well, you know, we're already there. It's ours anyway, so you might as well give it to us. All right, Josh Haston, how do people um, uh, continue to support the work of Rigavim? How do they... Uh uh, help fund what you're doing on a daily basis in the courts and uh, in the public eye uh, when it comes to issues like this? I would say, number one, go to our Facebook page, updated regularly, Regavim. Uh, also, our website, regavim.org. You can get in touch with me, josh at regavim.org. I'm happy to share as much information I have with you about the current issues and when you're here in the country. I ask you to please get in touch with me, and I'd love to take you out, see for yourselves, so you can share this information back with your friends in the U.S. Let them know what's going on here. We are here to uphold the law. That's what we're all about. We're going to continue to do so now. Josh, great speaking to you. Continue your amazing work. Thanks so much for joining us this morning. A pleasure. Thanks so much. Thursday morning broadcast. Plenty more coming up. You are listening to JM in the AM.